This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash DJForceX. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This episode of the DJ Force X podcast is proudly sponsored by Fixed. Fixed is a fan and artist-friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock. It's home to the likes of Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, I Will Never Be The Same, Witchy Nicks, The Algorithm, Voicians, Celia Kira, and a whole bunch more. Check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar. At their official store, FixedStore.com. That's F-I-X-T Store.com. Save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX. That's F-O-R-C-E-X. They have loads of shirts, hoodies, stickers, posters, and many other accessories for all their artists. And this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that. So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. Hello and welcome to the DJ Force X podcast, episode 51. Um, so yeah, I'm going to hit you with a double header today. I have Matt and Payam from the band Chariots of the Gods. Uh, that will be coming up first. They have a new album out, which was out last week called Ages Unsung. Uh, that will be followed by Eric from the band Medieval, who also have an album out. It is out now. Um, it is called Conductor of Storms. Both bands are self-releasing. So help these guys out. It'll mean so much to them. Go pick up their album, go stream it. Do whatever. If you like your sort of like uh, classic heavy metal sound, it's perfect for you. Um, so yeah, go check them both out. Um, I'm not going to hit you with the usual mumbo jumbo of, of reviews and stuff. I'm just going to leave it with the interviews. So yeah, here uh, we're going to kick off with Matt and Payam from Chariots of the Gods. Enjoy. this week's show uh i have some very special guests this week i have payam and matt and they are from the band chariots of the gods uh they're about to release their second album ages unsung on the 16th of september um welcome to the show guys hey how's it going yeah not too bad how are you guys doing at the moment pretty good pretty, pretty good, good thanks you excited about your new album coming out of course yes yeah. <laughs> it out so excellent yeah. Cool. So, um, just as a um, sort of a background, if you will, for my listeners, um, can we can we get some uh, history on the band? Uh, all right, I'll take that one. Um, the band started about uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh, you know, just like young friends from high school playing music together. Mm-hmm. We grew as as a band. We started writing our own music. You know, in two thousand ten, we released our our first EP, four song EP, and. Uh, from there on, that got us more gig because we had stuff to promote, you know? Yeah. And um, in 2012, after, like, the band had developed a more, you know, our, our sound, I'd say, uh, we went uh, in the studio with Glenn Robinson, uh, big-time producer. He's worked with Voivod, Annihilator, Moore, Queensryche. 
and we did our first full-length record, uh, Tides of War. And from there, that got us a lot of uh, good press and opened more doors. You know, we had the chance to go play with bigger bands and stuff like that, which is basically what every growing band wants to do to get exposure. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, from there on, it's, you know, we, we built built a good reputation uh, around the music scene here for for, for the band. And, um, you know, we had the chance to play some big festivals, like uh, here we got the Amnesia Rock Fest, which is pretty big. Uh, we also went to um, to Cuba for the Brutal, uh, Brutal Metal Fest. Brutal, yeah. uh, Brutal Winter Fest, yeah, the, the winter edition. Nice. So that was cool, you know, touring. We're the first Canadian metal band to tour Cuba, so that's, that's good for us. On yeah, our I, was, I was actually going to ask about that because that was something I did read about you guys. Um, yeah, yeah. How did that come about? Yeah, um, well, basically, uh, our uh, ex-drummer used to do, uh, just go on vacation in Cuba, and he was like, Oh, uh, I've heard there was some metal shows over there. Let's see if we can find uh, some gigs. And fortunately, like, yeah, check, yeah, check the metal scene, you know, over there. See if first there was one and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a big metal scene in South America, but yeah, we you know we're we we never knew about Cuba because you know it's kind <laughs> the of political isolated. situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say that's why it was kind of interesting to me just to find that out about you guys being like obviously the first Canadian band to tour Cuba. You know, being a metal band, I wasn't sure on their their musical um, uh, preferences over there. Whether metal is a big thing for them, yeah, uh, well, cause there's obviously a big Latino population, and that kind of music is slightly different from. Yeah, but I mean, it it was uh, it was pretty surreal. I mean, you know, like like you say, you wouldn't think there is uh, a big metal scene over there, but. I mean, there was a lot of uh, a lot of people at every show we played. About like the biggest one was in uh, Havana. There's about I'd say 800 to a thousand people, maybe. Yeah, nice. And I mean, most other nights, at least three thousand, uh, three hundred to four hundred people. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. around those numbers. Cool. So I mean, there's a big turnout. I mean, it, it's kind of a. I mean, metal metal music. For them, it seems to be more a gathering place for outcasts and stuff like that, where people who don't necessarily fit into the typical Latino music vibe join yeah. together. So it's you know it's really an outlet for them because they don't get that much of it over there, you know. So cool. And it was cool as well. We got to play on uh, Sepultura's old uh, gear when oh. they toured. It was in ninety ninety two or something. They left their amps behind and stuff like that. So that was so. Little cool thing. Nice, excellent, excellent. So from there, um, I know you guys were on a break prior to this album release. And... Yeah, it was. It was kind of a. I mean, we we try. There, there was a lot of uh, change in the lineups. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, our our singer left. On it was uh, on good terms. It just, he just wanted to move on to other things. You know, continue with school and stuff like that. Yeah. So he left right before the. Cuban tour, so we had to, um, to get our friend uh, Chase Wilson from uh, what's his new band? Um, I don't know his his new band. I know he was <laughs> yeah. from uh, Peterborough. So shout out to Chase. Um, but so he filled in like I think a month's month's notice, and like he learned the the whole song and it was the whole songs and sets. And um, so yeah, he uh, he filled in for that. After that, we tried to find a singer, and then shortly after that. Uh, our drummer left and so we were kind of like left in limbo trying to 
Well, we basically spent a whole year forming yeah. new members and jamming it's, and exactly. making yeah. additions. And like we have by now, since the Cuban tour, we have uh, three new members. And there's <laughs> yeah. only me and Matt that are from the old lineup. Okay. Yeah. And, he, and even even Payam's not the original bassist, yeah. so he came <laughs> for like after, after our first EP. But yeah, I've been here since the beginning. So, all right, so cool. So we got we got like the new uh, new lineups now. All you know, it's been ready ready to go. We did yeah. some shows already um, to get like you know just warmed up and stuff like that. So we're we're ready to kick ass. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, talk. We're going to bring on to your album now, um, "Ages Unsung." Uh, you are releasing that yourselves, is that correct? Yep. Yep. And it's going to come out on the um, on the sixteenth of September. Yes. Cool. Cool. So, um, I, I was obviously reading up about you guys prior to this interview, and it was a Kickstarter that you um, put together to fund this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how was that for you guys? Because I've 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 spoken with bands that kind of have done it before, and some successful, some not um how was how was it approached uh originally with the kickstarter side of things well first off before starting uh getting into the kickstarter we had the chance to have uh, one of uh, matt's good friend who was experienced with uh kickstarter campaigns who really helped us out with um getting ideas and how to approach uh, plan properly. everything yeah, plan yeah. Everything. and um fortunately it was successful it was our first time doing this we didn't really know what to expect we didn't put too big uh, of a goal, but we tried to make it realistic and make it fun for everybody uh, involved. So, so you get uh, good perks and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, it was really, uh, you know, having had, like I said, my, my friend, another shout out to Tom Gas represent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's the one also that directed our first uh, video, Tides of War, the video uh, video clip. So, yeah, um, but he helped us a lot. Um you know, planning and making sure that every goal we put could be, you know, we we could do and deliver yeah. and that, like, the, the amount we were asking could also, you know, in a way pay for everything that we, you know, that we were going to deliver to people. So yeah. we had to make sure that everything balanced in the end. And, you know, we're happy to say that it did. And that, thanks to the people, I mean, yeah, we had a, a great turnover. That, that was fun, you know. Yeah. And we're able to, you know, put out a record that we're very proud of. So, cool, cool. So, um, just on that, because like I said, I've had I've had bands that have been successful, and uh, obviously, like yourselves, have been successful. Um, I've also had bands that have kind of uh, failed to meet either um the expectation or the the um the monetary amount they needed. Um, yeah. so what what would be the key piece of advice you could give bands contemplating going through the Kickstarter? Uh, crowdfunding experience um i i would say that well my biggest advice for bands who want to do kickstarters would be first off you need to talk about it to your friends not just advertise on social medias or um just like online advertising just mm. really talk about it to your friends your family everyone just let them know what's going on uh, that really helped us a lot and that was uh one of the points that actually uh thomas uh, tama gave us for uh the kickstarter and also uh make quality uh perks packages for your fans something that they will like focus on exclusivity uh like what we did with our shirts our shirts will never be 
uh, that shirt for the Kickstarter will yeah. never be on the merch table. Uh, it's for yeah. It's, it's only, only for Kickstarter. Only for the for our backers. Nice. And like you said, yeah, exclusivity is key for certain. Like we got, you know, we had some exclusive Kickstarter guitar picks. Uh, you know, like posters, uh, big big posters, like twenty four by thirty six. Uh, posters that are going to be exclusive to Kickstarter, like stuff like that. Also, I'd say, like like I said previously, make make a budget that's feasible that you are sure that you can achieve. Don't try to necessarily go too much over. Yeah. By the price you're or the the amount you want to have, because like us, we went like we actually got a bit more money than what we wanted. You know, we got more backers than than expected. So we. That's where our over came from, you know. We by by shooting a, a little bit lower, we succeeded and had more. So, I mean, I, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's some it's some good advice there for anyone contemplating that that process for their music. So, cool. So, um, on on the subject of your self release side of things, was that more of a uh, an effort on your part, um, or did you did you want to go down the label route, or was that something you just wanted to keep full control over? Well, I mean, you know, label the label route's always uh, open. I mean, if anybody's listening, uh, <laughs> but no, it's just like it was. Um, first, it was easier for us to just put the music out there first, and you know, get the like we're working with uh, our publicist and stuff like that. He's he's sending out uh, albums and stuff like that to to probably labels and to you know, medias and everything. So, yeah. there's, uh, you know, we want to get a buzz going. And the best way to do that was try to, you know, as I said, work with our publicist first and get it out there so that people can hear it. And hopefully if a lot of people make, uh, you know, make enough noise, some labels will hear it and contact us then, you know. Cool, cool. Excellent. Well, on to the album itself. Uh, it's a great album. Uh, I've been listening to it um, since I got it uh, about a week ago or so. Uh, it's been on my rotations and everything. Um, so a couple of standout tracks that I really like. I really like Tusk. Good. That's like track two. Uh, Through Darkness and Decay as well. That was kind of a switch up on that one. Yeah, which was nice. it was first for yeah, us, that first. one. Like doing doing uh, like a cleaner song and, yeah. you know, a more. It, it was a more personal song. It's it's uh, you know, a little insight in the song if you want. Yeah, go for it. It's, it's uh, our, our new singer, Chris. Um, he wrote that song when he was in his former band, um, Defy the Crown, mm-hmm. and they they kind of never like made the song or never performed it or anything. It just the band was like it doesn't fit with our style. Yeah. So like he kept the lyrics. He sent me a rough of the song. I rearranged it, and that's that's what it gave uh, the, the final song that you can hear on the record. But it's really personal for him because, I mean, he's older than us and he's been through a lot in his life and that's kind of like, that's putting on his emotion on paper and that's kind of what it, it, it gives. You know, it's it's just like a more, I'd say, yeah, a more personal song than the rest who are, are more like uh, fantasy story, history-based or mm-hmm. stuff like that that we usually do, you know, so yeah yeah it definitely stood out to me obviously it was um quite different from a lot of the album it's like it's a very melodic yeah it's kind yeah of clean and then yeah. it does build up into a kind of a heavy heavy number um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was really cool it's one of the tracks i kind of have repeating like because i have a couple of them going 
uh, usually at the same time. But yeah, it's one of the tracks I do have on like a, a playlist, if you will. So very good um, on that one. I also enjoy War of the Gods. Oh. We have a switch up on that one. It's a bit more chuggy, riffy, you know, yeah, it's, bigger. That's a, that's a weird one as well. I mean, it was... Because, I mean, just before, like... Uh, before we were about to make uh, this new record, Ages on Song, we were kind of debating whether we were doing a full album or an EP, mm-hmm. you know, just to get something out. And that was one of the songs we were like, okay, let's put it on, like, the EP. But eventually we are like, no, you know, it's a strong song. Let's just, let's, you know, we decided to do a full record and we're going we're, we're gonna to put that one on. So it kind of came in last minute. So, but we're glad we're glad it did because yeah. it sounds sounds we awesome. It was a good choice, and I mean, live we played it a couple of times, and we uh, we always got a good reaction yeah. from the crowd. So that's good. And I mean, just for those music geeks out there, there's like a little weird uh, three three four time <laughs> signature and stuff. So it's not your usual uh, one two three four one two three four. So yeah. it's just, it's a bit it's a bit off time, but that I think that's what gives it a little bit of. Uh, a different flavor you know cool cool and the other track as well was new world was the other one i really like as well um uh, yeah. but overall it's a solid album not saying any of the other tracks are weaker it was just like i'd like to pick out some like standout tracks mm-hmm. uh because i've like, obviously I have my reasons for it but yeah that and having the description you give me of those songs is really cool as well so thank you for that um so obviously matt being the you're the main sort of songwriter um i can hear a lot of influences within the sound that you have um obviously i could name them if you want i can hear but if you, if you want to just sort of go through what what are your influences when it comes to this the, this style of music um well i mean you know we've like with the band I've, I've been writing since the beginning so of course through every record um new influences come in and you know the sound evolves but I, i'd say the main ones would be um in Flames, Trivium, uh, Children of Bodom for the solos and the leads. Mm-hmm. But also, personally, like, it might, I don't know if it if it shows that much, but, like, you know, there's Iron Maiden, uh, Judas Priest, Def Leppard, uh, ACDC. You know, it, it's yeah. all, like, little elements, Boston. Yeah. Um, all little things that kind of... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like noticeable or not. I mean, you tell me. You're the well, one. I mean, what I've got written down in front of me because I make notes before I do this. I, I have Iron Maiden is one of them that I've written down, um, along with um, uh, yeah, Priest and uh, Kill Switch Engage, uh, and that, that that sort of like it, it's a kind of a mix of classic power and metalcore. Yeah, if that's, that's the, if that's fair to sort of like, you know, I'm not. It's not a pigeonhole because it's many different holes on that one. <laughs> but, you know, to kind of genre it, you know, to give people an idea of obviously without listening to the songs. Um, and then obviously hopefully after this, they'll go listen to it. But, um, yeah, it's just sort of like from, from where I'm sat listening to it, it had that kind of had elements of classic, elements yeah. of the kind of like power metal with the sort of uh, the soloing and things like that. Um, and the metalcore side of things with the vocals um, and some of the sort of riffing that you have going on there. Yeah, no, that's... Well. That's basically it, you know, trying to blend, like, all influences that, for, from every style of music that, like, I listen to, but also the band, because, I mean, when we, when we kind of practice the song and try to flesh them out, you know, like, everybody's little influences come through, whether it's, like, Dave's drum style or Payam's bass line or Chris's vocal styles, you know, or, like, the harmonies or the, mm-hmm. the clean singing that we try to bring on this record, so... 
you know, little bits here and there. So it's just like trying to trying to mesh everything together and do a solid, you know, solid sound that hopefully people like. That's got a little bit of everything, but that sounds homogenized. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely good. It's a good mix of those those elements. Um, like I said, I couldn't pinpoint it to kind of one. It kind of had a bit of everything, so that's really cool so yeah ages unsung is out on the 16th of september just to repeat that for my listeners <laughs> um so yeah uh plans going forward um do you have a tour sorted yet or are you just sort of playing that by ear and waiting for the album to come out well right now we're we're mostly waiting for the album to come out uh we have our album release show uh which is the day after the album comes out cool. and we have uh, a show with sonata arctica um in november and right now we're like planning uh, for more shows yeah. uh, after the album is released. Yeah, because cool. I mean it's gonna be you know we're we're trying to book like for uh, you know some shows in uh, October, November, December here and there. But it's you know since like like you said we've had a little bit of a hiatus and now trying to be back on the scene. We you know we gotta kind of send out new music to promoters and stuff like that so that you know they see that we're still we're, we're back in action. I'd say yeah. Cool. So uh, I'd like to mention too that um, our drummer had to go oh, yeah. uh, under a surgery, so that yeah, like that... We, we didn't really know how long the recovery would be, and it kind of prevent prevented us from booking more shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the, this summer he was off for two months because he, he busted up his knee. So, uh, but now he's he's back. He's good. You cool. know, we're we're working on yeah. practicing everything for for our release show on the seventeenth. So nice, excellent, yeah. excellent. So uh, I've got a couple of questions left for you guys now. Um, these are kind of like uh, questions I ask every um, musician, artist, whoever I interviewing. Um, so you can answer these separately, this first one especially. Um, basically, what I want you to do is give me your three top albums that have influenced you uh, into like over your entire life to the musician stroke person that you are today. Oh, you want to take that one? First? Um... Like you want like Mines and Bayams or like... Yeah. Um, uh, you can whichever order you want to go in. So, um, you want to take it, first? Well, I'll take for first album. Uh, I don't have like uh, a first album, but I th- give like three albums that really influenced me. Um, when I was younger, I was really into that like pop punk stuff, like Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day, and I would say uh, a Blink One Eighty Two, Enema of the States was like one of the first like rock uh, punk album that got me uh into playing bass mm-hmm. and uh, another one would be uh i was really young at that time too i remember when um the children of bottom uh their more their mainstream album uh, uh are you dead are you yet, dead yet? Yeah. are you dead yet that would be like the, the the album that got me into metal along with uh, master of puppet from metallica so these were all albums that got me into playing bass and getting into heavier stuff nice nice good selection there uh from on my side i'd say uh death leopard pyromania cool that would be like the one that i just you know i i can listen to it over and over again i mean just the the riffs the the energy i think it it's that album's a bit more raw than the others like mm-hmm. the, the following ones but it's still you know Still got some of the cool elements, the like I said, the, the vocal harmonies and stuff like that. Um, after that, I'd say uh, probably, hmm, but pro- probably like Number of the Beast or uh, 
Power Slave. Cool. Maiden. Uh, I mean, just great albums, you know, like the, once again, the, the, the guitar harmonies and stuff like that, song structures, yeah. which, you know, learning, uh, learning how to play guitar through, to those tracks. And, uh, I mean, um, another, probably the, the, uh, the first real metal album I bought was, uh, Hate True Death Roll from, uh, Children of Bodom, so. That, that one, I think that's the one that I really, like, got me hooked to that band and then full-on to more metal stuff, you know. Nice. Discovering new bands. And stuff. Cool, cool. Well, again, excellent selections there. Um, yeah, all those albums are great, so that's cool. Um, so uh, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not writing, recording, playing, what do you, what do, you do other than that? Um, I like to read a lot of books, and um, I also, uh, I'm a full-time student too, so uh, I like finance and stuff like that, pretty far from the, the metal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like, uh, you know, working out and uh, eating a lot of food, the different food from different <laughs> cultures, going to, like, nice. going to like weird restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm a, a freelance, uh, artist, so I do a lot of, uh, contracts, like, that I get online and stuff like that, illustrations, so that, that takes up most of my time. I also have, uh, you know, just a regular job as well that helps to pay the bills, because yeah. sometimes the contracts aren't there, so, but yeah, that, that's, uh, like I said, also, uh, you know, reading, uh, reading a lot of, like, books on weird occult subjects or, like, like books by Graham Hancock or uh, Von Daniken and stuff like that, that kind of I take back to the band after cool. that for like lyrical ideas yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, that, that, uh, that plays a lot into, uh, into like the, the creation of the band too. So it's my, my love of history and weird history. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that, that's it. Excellent. Excellent. So finally, uh, where can people reach you? Where's the best place to come check you guys out? Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Chariots of the Gods. Um, we got it. We're also on Twitter. All these mainstream social medias: Twitter, yep. Instagram. Um, also, our uh, you can get our merch and pre-order our new album yeah. on uh, Bandcamp. Yeah, so cool. find us there. Get our get a, get a shirt. You can get a, our new album and get some free downloads too uh, with that. So if you want to buy some merch and you can't come to our shows, yeah, for uh, people in the the uk and stuff like that yeah. overseas uh yeah just go go get it uh get the album there and uh you know spread spread the spread the disease so we can come and play for you guys <laughs> yeah nice nice um is the album going to be available via the usual uh online services like amazon music apple music yeah uh, yeah Spotify. yeah, yeah all it's all going to be uh on every platform awesome. so any anybody can hopefully get it everywhere anywhere they can excellent yeah. excellent well Payam and Matt, thank you very much uh, for being my guest this week. Um, and good luck with your album, Ages Unsung, which is out on the 16th of September. Uh, you can get it via all your good digital stockists and also Bandcamp as well. Um, you can have physical copies of this? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Yep. They're, cool. they're looking great. So, yeah, people who want hard copies, uh, yeah, like Payam said, go on, uh, on Bandcamp, order them, and uh, we'll ship them to you. Excellent, excellent. Well, like I said, thank you very much, Payam and Matt. You. Um, Thanks. And you guys have a great rest of your day, okay? You, you too, man. Too. Cool. Thank you.
So that was Matt and Payam from Chariots of the Gods. Check out their album, Ages Unsung, which is out now via your usual stockists. Uh, coming up now, I've got Eric from the band Medieval. Uh, their album, Conductor of Storms, is out now also. Just hitting you up again with that. Uh, so yeah, this is um, Eric. Enjoy. I would like to welcome to my show this week, uh, Eric. He is the bassist from the band Medieval. They have just released their debut album, uh, Conductor of Storms, which is out now and self-released. It is available by all good online stockists. Welcome, Eric. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm hanging out in Kelowna. We just uh, played a show uh, yesterday. Oh, nice. Whereabouts? Uh, Moonin's Post. Okay. Cool. Pretty good for Monday. Yeah, yeah. No, not bad. Monday metal show. That's always good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, just for the benefit of my listeners, um, can we get some background on your band? Uh, sure. How uh, deep do you want to go? Um, how far do you want to go back? Do you want to go back? Are you, are you a founding member? Founding member, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just start from the beginning. How you got together, and uh, where you're All at right. right now. Yeah. So um, the band kind of started out. Uh, me and uh, singer Liam Collingwood. We. Uh, met when i first started learning guitar uh started writing songs and using it as like a musical outlet mm -hmm. and we both sucked <laughs> we're <laughs> terrible obviously and then um we uh, after a few months we recruited uh liam's uh brother ross he's our drummer now okay and then throughout high school we just kind of jammed and did some songs three songs from that era actually ended up on the album uh Angel of Rain, In the Distance, and A Sacrifice. Nice. And um, after high school, went on Craigslist, got uh, Brett and Gary. Cool. And I decided they were way better than me at guitar, so I changed to bass. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> yeah, and, and we also had a name change right there. So we used to be called Demise back uh, in high school, and then once we graduated, took it more seriously, decided that was a shitty name. Uh-huh. Went, went from a medieval. That was a... A little bit of a better name, I think. Yeah, no, it's a much better name. Um, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I, I like the name, so that's all good. So, um, yeah, <laughs> let's uh, talk about your, your debut album, uh, Conductor of Storms. Um, now, obviously, prior, prior to the release, I got a little... Uh, you are on the uh, Canadian Battle Wacken competition. Was that right? Yeah, so there's like... Uh, in 2015, uh, we decided on a whim to just enter in this competition. It was a big deal. So we didn't even think we'd get in. We didn't have any songs out. We had nothing, but they accepted us, accept us, us in. So just did it. Judges loved us. Uh, we ended up going to Toronto and uh, competed for the uh, the uh, national championship uh, nice. in the top six of Canada, which was pretty crazy because that was in the first year of us being a band. Yeah. Because we only start we only formed in 2014, so we just blew our minds how. Uh, positive the reception was yeah nice that's a good that's a quick quick rise on some of those so and you've, yeah, you've gone from that and you've uh produced like we said before your debut album um mm -hmm. what was the story behind that obviously you self-released it was that the initial plan or was it um sort of were you hoping to get a label behind it well i think uh for your first album like we we planned it out to do a self-release possibly in our second one we'll do an album or our label on mm -hmm. our album but um self-released i think is the way to go for a debut because you never know what kind of deals you're going to be getting when you're an unknown that's true yeah that's very true so you, you, you gotta kind of 
get all these bigger labels, get a better deal, because otherwise you might just lose money that you could make and and on your own. And also, it's a good learning experience to figure out how the uh, business side works yes. on it anyway. So yeah, self but... self release fine for us. Yeah, there's no schools you can go to to learn that. So you kind of have to do it by putting your your art and your money where your mouth is almost. So. That's good. Good for yeah, you guys. Much. So um, with, with the album itself, I mean, um, being self-released, was it, did you also produce it yourself or did you bring someone in for that? Uh, we produced it. Uh, we spent three months uh, prior to the studio to demo the album, basically. Okay. And we the, the demos are actually almost uh, identical because we spent like so long on those. Uh, when we went to the studio, we already knew what we wanted. So we just... Uh, trusted the engineers to get the sound we wanted basically and we were the producers cool cool and you were happy with the outcome of it yeah pretty yeah. happy there's a few things that were probably going to change on the second one but overall i think we couldn't ask for a better debut album nice nice yeah it's good i do enjoy it um i've listened to it a couple of times since got it sent um sent to me by your press agent but um yeah i've got, I've got a couple of tracks i really like i'm just gonna let you know what they are um an empty glass i really like that track uh the one, oh, yeah, that's a good one yeah the one you mentioned earlier the angel of rain um mm-hmm. it's a really nice kind of change of pace on the album kind of starts off more melodic and kind of builds up to a more of a, like a hard rock and metal sound um and... yeah that one's actually the second song i ever wrote oh nice well wow. <laughs> with, with liam collingwood it was, it was like a 50 50 we both wrote all the riffs for that one yeah no it's, a, it's, it's pretty, pretty fun it's a quality <laughs> song and uh, escape was the other one i wanted to sort of like give a note to so um yes that one's a favorite of mine excellent excellent so yeah no like i said it's a good album it's eight tracks long um and it's kind of uh for the fans of kind of like a maiden uh judas priest megadeth kind of sound to it so you got kind of like a thrashy element but you've also got the kind of like classic metal sound to it as well so um yeah. I, I think that's a fair observation don't you think i'm i know sort of your influences kind of lie within that yeah it does um it's it's honestly really tough for us to put, put it in a subgenre because people who are in a thrash say it's not like thrashy like yeah. with the double kick <laughs> and then people into power metal say oh it's too thrashy to be power metal in my opinion i just label it as heavy metal yeah no that's fair and, enough and it, it just work works out best because we we like to be dynamic we don't like to stick to one thing we just like to say hey it's heavy metal you know black sabbath they're heavy metal, you know. You listen yeah. to Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, yeah, and how much, how much changes that goes through. Like uh, the 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 title song, like has like a weird bossa nova sound. Like yeah. it's totally not metal, but it is. Yeah, yeah. No, agreed, agreed. Yeah. That's good. You get yourself in that one area, and you just tell people the same thing. Um, yeah, because they will pigeonhole. So <laughs> it's a common, yeah. Like, common I, I, I think sub sub yeah subgenres are tough because once you put yourself in a subgenre it kind of limits you i think if you just put yourself in the big genre you can do whatever you want yeah exactly that's that's the right way of thinking about it so nice um so yeah i've got um a couple of questions left for you uh just a couple of ones i normally ask artists when i interview them um so your three top albums um now these are going to be albums that have kind of molded you into the kind of person and musician that you are today three top mm-hmm. oh man <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely number one would be uh, houses of the holy by led zeppelin nice uh, uh number two a promise and terror by blaze bailey cool and num- number three is rest in peace obviously nice excellent three quality <laughs> albums and you whip them off really quickly as well so 
Um, that's yeah, really those cool. are great ones. Nice. So, um, what are your hobbies away from music? So, when you're not doing the the band thing, um, what do you do to unwind? Or well, I'm actually uh, in January. I'm going to be going to school to uh, make video games. Oh, nice. Yeah, doing that while uh, keeping the band going. Right now, I just uh, do uh, floor installation. I'm going to be getting out of that because I, I like to keep uh, myself in a in like in a creative uh setting and yeah. video games and music is all all i want to do pretty much nice well, that sounds interesting uh, i always wanted to kind of get into gaming like creating wise because i had a lot of uh where i used to live back in england um we had lionhead studios and ea oh yeah uh all based yeah. in the town over uh, there were a couple of other like mini like small gaming companies as well that kind of dotted around the area as well so oh nice it was um yeah it's one of the things i always want to get into but i was i was in i was into music so I was in a band and didn't have time for anything else. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be jumping around different arts. Probably once I get bored of one thing, go to the other. But I think music's pretty consistent with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm always going to be staying in the band, and Medieval definitely does not have an end in sight. We're already working on album two, actually. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. I was about to ask you what your plans ahead were for the band on the tour wise yeah. or anything. So. Yeah, we're just touring right now, and once we're finished, then uh, getting. Uh, back into writing we already got three songs that are uh about halfway done yeah. and then the rest we'll see how it goes i think we're getting into a more proggy direction uh, cool cool so um finally where can people reach you where, where's the best place to uh hit the band up hit the band up like contact us uh yeah or go find out where your music is you know a good sort of like general hub like your website or anything yeah, well, our website, uh, you can find pretty much anything you need to know. It's got our full tour schedule that we're doing. We we just uh, completed half our tour going on the last few shows here. And um, it's got our songs on there. But uh, if you want to contact us ever, just go to our Facebook, and we usually post a lot of uh, promotional stuff there too, like reviews and stuff. So if you're interested in our band and are a big fan, Facebook's probably the way to go. Excellent. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you for your time today. Um, Check out your out. Check out everyone. Check out their album, Conductor of Storms. Uh, it is out now. You can get it on all the digital outlets. Um, and do you have any physical products available, or is it just digital right now? No, you can order uh, physical CDs from our website. We'll ship it out to you. All right, cool. So yeah, if you go to their website, it is uh, medievalmusic.com. Uh, that's M-E-D-E-V-I-L music.com. Um, and check them out cool so awesome uh, excellent yeah so thank you eric thank you for your time today and uh yeah thank you man yeah you have a good rest of your day you too man cool. take care thank you see ya